Hey guys, this is Morgan, one half of of the duo What's Up Chica, um, What's Up Chica podcast. Just wanted to let you know that we um, have an Instagram. Um, we are also on most uh, platforms for uh, streaming, working on getting onto Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Stitcher, but we are on other ones like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Um, our Instagram handle is at what at what's up chica podcast. Um, and then we have a Gmail as well. Same thing. What's up chica podcast at gmail.com. You can definitely send us, follow us on Instagram. Um, soon to come is going to be, uh, TikTok, uh, YouTube. I'm trying to get us on all the platforms. So, um, well, thank you so much and hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome. Welcome to our third episode of the second season. What it do, baby boo? <laughs> it is Morgan, and I'm with the lovely Rosy. Rosita la Bonita. Rosita la Bonita. <laughs> and unlike oh, most uh, beginnings of our podcast, uh, I don't generally know what the title of our podcast is going to be, but. I know exactly what we're going to call this one. And Rosie has no idea why. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I told her before we started recording that it was going to be named Pocket Bread. <laughs> God. Pocket and, Bread. <laughs> and it all has to do with my lovely daughter, Abigail Evans. <laughs> oh, it's about Abby now. Oh, yeah. Lord. Now, remember I told you last night it was going to be about Abby. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually always about Lily because Lily is like chaos. But in this particular <laughs> instance, it's about uh, Abigail. Abigail. Uh, so there's a funny story behind that too. Uh, her oh. school, her school on her photo ID uh, when she first moved here to New York, uh, they miss. I know. Was it the one in one of her school IDs when she first <laughs> got to a new school? I want to say it was either in Chandler or here in New York. I can't remember. Maybe it was the one in Chandler. Uh, they accidentally spelled her middle name wrong. They spelt it Abigail, not Abigail. (laughs) You would think that they would double check. So we've been calling her Abigail ever since she hates it. Well, now, now her new name's pocket bread. So, (laughs) oh gosh, I need to, I need to know the tea, spill the tea. Okay. So yesterday Vic calls me and he tells me the story about how, okay. So we bought the house, right? Yes. And he's been, he's been going over and, uh, slowly moving into it. Now he moved all his garage stuff over the other day. So Saturday, that's what they spent the day doing, right. was okay. moving most of the garage stuff over and like some small miscell- miscellaneous items. Well, my husband being the man that he is, he doesn't, uh, like he won't stop to eat unless somebody tells him. Okay. Oh, so okay. when I'm around, I'm like, Hey, listen, I'm hungry. Can we order a pizza or something? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is what? it laggy? I'm just a saying you 
I was going to say like in, yeah, the, like when you answered me, I can hear you perfectly, but your, your video, it's lagging. Oh, okay. I thought maybe the voice was lagging. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Anyways. Anyways. So (laughs) he doesn't stop to eat because he just doesn't think to eat lunch. I wish I could. And the girl, and the girls are old enough now that like, if they want to eat, they can just like grab some food. So they were at, at the house that we're currently in now on post. Right. And Abigail decided just to grab like a couple slices of bread and put it in her pocket. <laughs> just two, like just a couple slices of bread. <laughs> no, but it gets better. It gets better. So she does this. Nobody knows that there's pocket bread. Nobody oh knows God. that she's got bread in her pocket. She's just like, like a little rat. She's just like nibbling on it. And she's eating it the whole time. She's literally taking pieces of it out of her pocket and she's oh. eating bread. <laughs> wait, wait, where so, is she? Where is she eating the bread at? At the new house? Like in transition to the new house at the new house when they're doing oh, stuff like so she's like, I know my dad's not gonna stop to eat, so I need to put some some bread in my no, pocket. she doesn't, she doesn't know this. Oh, she doesn't oh, know okay. this. She thinks that dad is just forgetting that they need to eat and that she's waiting on him to cue her to eat. Oh my god. Yeah, she's 14 years old. She shouldn't need that. But anyways, I Khalil doesn't even wait for me. This stuff could be making bacon and warming up bagels and waffles. It gets better. Okay. okay, So she's got this secret squirrel pocket bread. Okay. (laughs) And she's nibbling on it while they're working. And Lily kind of dimes around and is like, What are you you eating? And she's like, nothing. And so, so then, <laughs> so then Lily's bringing this attention, right? To the, her nibbling. She can't get it out of her. She can't get out of her that she is nibbling on this pocket bread. Oh, my stomach. Right? <laughs> so then Vic kind of catches wind of this, right? He sees, he sees that she's like nibbling on something. It's like, what are you eating? Like, Nothing. Not eating anything. Don't worry Like, it's like this secret they're like she's it's like it's almost like she's in prison and she doesn't want the other prisoners to know <laughs> that she's got bread in her pocket that she's confiscated from the canteen so finally so finally abs so finally they get it out of her and she, she's like they're like what is in your pocket you're eating something that's in your pocket what is it <laughs> It's just like she's like I don't think did she actually ever tell them I have to remember this story I don't think she actually ever told them I could just hear her they, voice and see her face right yeah yeah so then so I think eventually they get it out of her at some point and they're just like hey listen like why do you have bread in your pocket she never answers she just says I don't know she says I don't know why I have bread in my pocket <laughs> Oh my god, my stomach working. So, so, then, so then fast forward, fast forward. Vic is talking to me on FaceTime. And he's telling me this story about pocket bread. Right. And I'm just like, well, why did she do that? He goes, I don't know. She never told me. I said, You didn't inquire. I say, you didn't inquire as to why she had pocket bread. Like why she didn't pipe up. So then I was like, no, 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 go get her. Right. I was like, go get her. I want to know 
why she didn't tell anybody she had bread in her pocket. And I want to know why she put the pocket, like, or why she put the bread in her pocket to begin with. Right. Like, why didn't she just make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Exactly. Like, why didn't she just make a sandwich and then be like, all right, I'll just eat it on the go. Like what? So, okay. Get it out of her. Right. And so finally I said, so this is how I approached it. I was like, let's talk about this pocket bread. <laughs> she died. She was like, Dad, what are you doing, Morgan? <laughs> I told her, I was like, it's going all over the podcast. I might even make Oh a my God. I said, I might even make a TikTok stand. I said, Thanksgiving's coming. I'm telling everybody about <laughs> I said, I said, your, your new nickname is PB. Pocket- oh, PB. <laughs> People even think it's for peanut butter. Like why? No, and I'll be like, no, that's a great question. It's about her nickname is Pocket Bread. We call her PB for short. (laughs) Abby, would you like to tell people why you call Pocket Bread? Yo, if looks could kill, she would probably kill everybody. So, so well, she was dying laughing as I was talking to her. So then, long story short, this is why she put the bread in her pocket. All right, tell me. She put the bread. Okay, she put the bread in her pocket because her dad seemed to be in such a hurry that she felt like she didn't have time to eat. So she just grabbed a couple slices of bread, put it in her pocket, and then thought, I'm just going to eat it while we work. And that, oh, oh, and because she, she's like, I put it in my pocket so that my hands were free. Okay. Now I give, I give you credit for ingenuity on that one. Yeah. All right? Abigail, if you're listening, you get credit for that. Okay. Yeah. But the rest of it, you don't get credit for because you're weird as hell. <laughs> I love her to death. She does the weirdest shit sometimes. And I'm just like, oh what? my God. So I said, funny. Abigail, why didn't you just tell your dad you're hungry? Well, he seemed really busy. I said, he's never too busy for food. Like if you, I was like, let me, how do you not know this about your dad? You've known him longer than I've known him. And I know that man <laughs> skips lunch. If we're in the middle of doing busy shit, he will, he will skip lunch. He does it at work. He did it when he went to school. He always skips lunch. He will always eat breakfast and dinner, but he will skip lunch. Okay. And I said, if you want your needs met, you have to make your needs known. Oh, and isn't that funny? Were we talking about that the other day? We must be vocal about our needs. We have to communicate our needs. Wow. That's crazy. Ironically. So she only sees a therapist once a month via Zoom, right? And ironically, she's got an appointment tomorrow. <laughs> we might want to discuss this communication problem and why we have pocket bread. Hi, my name is Abigail and I like pocket bread. <laughs> Abby, I love you, Chica. Uh, oh we, we're, we're laughing with you, not at you, at you. Okay. No, I'm laughing at you. Well, Morgan's laughing at you, but I'm laughing with you, my Chica. Oh my God. That girl keeps me on my toes sometimes. I swear. That's Every funny. once in a while, she does something hilarious. And I'm like, what? and I was like, like Abigail is going to get stuck with her for the rest of her life. Right. And then, and, which wasn't even her fault, but she, she brought it up to us. If she had never shown me her student ID, I wouldn't have been like, oh, your name's Abigail now. Like I wouldn't have said shit. And, <laughs> she she and like walks right into the, into she it. Walks. Oh yeah. She's got such an innocent soul that she's just like, look at this. And I'll be like, I'm going to pick on you for the rest of your life. Cause I'm mean. That's so funny. Cause that's me. I walk right into shit. Like, and, I, and then afterwards I'm like, oh, I really did walk into that one. Or like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a natural blonde. I'm telling you my, in the womb, I, in the, my mother's womb, I must've been a blonde because I tell you, sometimes I'd be like, yo, I really am a, 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 a blonde. Yeah. I'm an airhead. Sometimes I admit it. I embrace it. 
So yeah, so that's why the episode is going to be dedicated to my daughter Abigail, and it will be called no, Pocket no, Bread. Not Abigail. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then today, my—I swear—my family gives me so much fodder for this damn podcast. <laughs> they do. So today, I'm at Target because I had to get tweezers because I've got these chin hairs. You know what I'm saying? Girl, I know the feeling. You ain't alone. I couldn't get rid of them fast. You know, like tweezing, they just, they stay way longer. So I was like, well, I guess I got to go. Hashtag almost 35. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways, 35 is coming up. Oh my God. So I'm in Target. Now I'm in Target in Augusta, Georgia. Okay. I'm because I'm still in Georgia, people. I got two more damn weeks of this bullshit and then I get to go home. I'm like, but I'm wondering what the heck happened. Oh, Lord. So I got this man on speakerphone. Well, I that's, switched him to speaker. Well, no, that's no, where I you switched, messed up. Okay. I switched him to speakerphone temporarily. Right. And so I, I start heading towards the beauty aisle to go find these tweezers. And I also need a face lotion that has the sunscreen in it. Cause I was running out. So I'm in the tweezer aisle and it reminds me, cause that's where like the nails and the eyelashes and stuff are too. It reminds me that, and I don't think I've told you this either, uh, in the PX on post here at Fort Gordon, there are two vending machines. One, you can get hair extensions out of the other one. You can get eyelash extensions out of. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so now <laughs> Don't take this the wrong way. My <laughs> husband has a very innocent heart. Okay. He has, a, I'm telling him this, right. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. Did I tell you about these vending machines on post? Like as I'm, as I'm checking my bank account to make sure that I have like money in my account. <laughs> right. Cause like I have a extra funds. So there's not always a bunch of money in there. Right. Yeah. And so I was just checking real quick to make sure, you know, I don't get declined at the register. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and as I put him on speaker and I'm talking about these eyelash extensions and these hair extensions, he goes, he mentions, what did he say? He says, just as I put him on speaker, he goes, well, maybe it's just easier for black women to get it out of vending machines. That's what he said. <laughs> I said, oh my why God. are you? I said, what? I was like, Victor, I'm in, you're on speakerphone. <laughs> I, said, I said, I am in Target. I said, in Georgia, in Georgia. I was like, you will get me fucked up. <laughs> I was like, I, so, so then I tell him, so then I tell him, I'm like, Vic, I said, why do you just assume it's just black people that use that shit? Spanish people use hair extensions. White people use hair extensions. I used white to get my eyes. use hair extensions. I, no, I'm not trying to be racist or anything, but you know, there's a lot of people who use, white people who use hair extensions and they don't want to admit they do. it. They do. I will say this. Uh, did you, I don't know if you watched if you watch that documentary, I watched, oh, it was like, oh, I think it was, it was an old documentary with Chris Rock and he was, it was, I think it's called hair, something like that. But basically he started, it was a whole documentary that he did way back in like 2005, 2006. And, uh, it was all about, um, the, the like black women's hair and the industry and how much it costs and all that kind of stuff. I mean. I think most black women, they, they do make up the majority of who uses hair extensions or wigs or things of that nature. Right. 
Um, I don't, cause honestly, uh, like shit like that kind of breaks our hair and it doesn't keep it healthy. So it's just like, it's not something that I would do long-term. It would be like a short-term thing. I've never put hair extensions in. Like there are some, there are some white girls that use them. No, I know. Oh, trust me. I'll, well, now Ariana Grande is not white. I thought she was Italian. Is she? I thought so. I thought she's Hispanic. I don't know. I don't follow celebrities like that. Well, in that particular documentary, that's what he was saying. That like the statistics say that they make up like eighty percent of the uh, of the market, right? Oh, okay. For like wigs and hair extensions and things like that. But there, I, I think the point was that like their the businesses were only owned by like thirteen percent black owned businesses. Something like that. So that's just off topic. You know what I mean? So like when you say like, yeah, I mean, white women, Hispanic women, a a lot of women use eyelash extensions, hair extensions, things like that. I love my eyelashes when I used to get them done. That's where his brain. Sorry. Yeah. The funny part that like with is, is that my husband like just went to that's where he thought and then he just said it out loud. And I was like, Vic, I am in Target. <laughs> I'm like, and I just put you on speaker. Like, you can't just say that shit. <laughs> oh, God. I love him to death. My husband's not racist, I swear to God. Oh, he's not. He's the most accepting <laughs> person. He's a sweetheart. I love that man. He just, like, he just says, like my brother. He just says ignorant shit sometimes. <laughs> you know what it is? And I'm not making excuses for anybody, but I know Victor. And... It is the way he grew up, you know, and he has changed. Uh, yeah. he, he changed from his upbringing and he's an amazing man. And he is such a open and accepting person. But sometimes, yeah, you is. know, we all put our foot in our mouth. Sometimes Lord knows I do every day. I'd be like, well, I think oh. we, yeah, we all, we all have these like thought processes that we just like, well, shouldn't have said that out loud. Exactly. <laughs> I do think that, uh, like, I, I, I will say this, white people just have to be a little bit more careful. Cause yeah. you know, our ancestors before us have made it very difficult for us to be able to say shit like that. <laughs> the, the colonize us. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, Oh Lord. But all right. Well, that's, that's, that's my funny Jude little stories to get us kicked off. <laughs> Good old girl. pocket bread and, and eyelash extension. <laughs> eyelashes <laughs> and weaves. It should be pocket bread, eyelashes and weaves. Oh my. You know what? I haven't I haven't stopped to peep the prices. I should I should see if they're competitive you prices in those vendors. Definitely machines. take a picture, post it on our Instagram. That would be I will. I'll be I'll be on post. I'll be on post tomorrow. So oh my god, I cannot believe it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> but that is oh. very that's very smart of somebody to do though, to think think about it. True. Like because you can you put a vending machine anywhere. Yeah, you could put anything in a vending machine as long as it's not perishable. Well, I'm curious what the quality of the product is, though. True. Because I know I, I think what most most weaves and wigs are made of human hair, right? Those are the best kind. The good ones, yeah. The good ones, yeah. Did but you there's know, a actually, lot of there's a lot of synthetic ones too, though. Isn't that scary for like getting like burnt and stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah, like if it catches fire, like it'll go like that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the the human. You know something else in that documentary is that you know where majority of the natural hair hair wigs go. Where? Uh, It comes mostly. It comes from India. See, I thought it came from Brazil. Nope, most of it comes from India. Well, those women had beautiful long hair. 
True. And I guess there's like, yeah, I guess there's like a ceremonial thing that they do sometimes where women will, women will shave their heads bald and then they'll confiscate their hair. And wow. I don't really, I don't know the significance of it. Like it's some type of religious ceremony that they do. They've got their hair super, super long. And then eventually they just like, they buzz it down all the way to the scalp. So then they grow it back out again. I, I'm not gonna lie. There have been times where I've been so frustrated with my hair that I'm like, oh, I just want to shave it. But <laughs> my head is a weird shape. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know if mine would be normal. See, like, I have like this this roll in the back, right? Stop think, it. No, you don't. No, I'm dead serious. And it's from putting my hair in a ponytail all the time. Yeah. So it's like I got, <laughs> I got like a roll in the back of my head. No lie. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> there you go. I, I do not have, I don't have one of those. Wait till I see you on Thanksgiving. I'm going to, I'm be like, touch my head, Morgan. And your mom's going to be like, I know you guys are close, but what the heck? <laughs> I'm going to be like, Mama D, it's, it's, it's for the podcast. Uh, I can't wait till Thanksgiving. We're going to have so much fun. This is our first Thanksgiving together. We never had Thanksgiving together. And it's my first all white American Thanksgiving. Because, <laughs> you know, my Puerto Rican self, I've always had like either Puerto Rican Thanksgiving or black Thanksgiving or heck, even, I even went to an Indian person's house for Thanksgiving one time. From like, India? Like, like, oh, okay. I was going to say like Native American. No, not Native American. They're from India. Hmm. It was, there was no turkey, but there was some really good food. Hmm. It was fun. So, yeah, I'm excited. Well, uh, yeah, it's going to be usually, fun. Usually, like, what my sister cooks for Thanksgiving is, okay, she never makes turkey because nobody in her family likes turkey. I love turkey. Yeah, yeah, don't even get me started. I, I love turkey. turkey. But she makes a perini, which is, what is it called in English? Morgan? It's a pork. A pork butt. Pork butt, yeah. Um, she'll make a perini, right? A big one. She'll make rice and gandules, like rice and beans together, potato salad. Um, sometimes she'll make big ziti also, or lasagna, mostly big ziti sometimes. Um, she'll make mm-hmm. fried chicken wings for the kids. And I'm trying to think what else. Wait, the oh, kids can't... don't eat the same food that you cre- that you make? Yeah, no, they eat it, but they like chicken wings. It's a thing, my sister's house. I don't know. Um, but why candy. is it just for the kids? Like, no, no, not for not for the kids. But she makes it because she knows oh. that the kids like to have it. Um, and then well, that's what you said, though. You said chicken wings for the kids. Well, sorry, it came out wrong. My apologies. <laughs> so, um, candy yams, okay, collard greens, mm, so delicious. And I feel like I'm forgetting. Oh, baked mac and cheese. My sister can throw down. Um, but we never really have turkey. And then last year, Kilo and I had Thanksgiving by ourselves because we were, you know, in the pandemic and I wasn't ready to be around people and there was no vaccine. Mm-hmm. So we stayed home and I made a turkey, right? Kilo helped me make a turkey. I made rice and gondolas because he loves his rice and beans. Mm-hmm. And um, did we have turkey? Oh, oh and um, green beans and corn on the side. He likes green beans and corn. Um, and then we make, um, we made some cupcakes, I think. Cupcakes? Yeah, for dessert. He wanted cupcakes. Huh. That's interesting. So yeah. I so typically these are the staples that we have. And I think I've explained it to you before, but I'll tell the people what white Thanksgiving looks like. <laughs> um we have a roast turkey, but this year we're doing my uncle's doing a brined turkey and we're smoking it. 
Yummy. So it'll be soaking for probably a couple days and then we'll smoke it. That uh, so good. And then typically, these are what typically we have. Uh, mashed potatoes and gravy, sweet potato casserole uh, with the marshmallows on top. And then uh, we'll have probably green beans, sometimes corn, stuffing for sure. Um, now, my grandmother used to make a brown and a light brown gravy. So like turkey and, and, and uh, like turkey gravy and like a pork gravy. Um, but we'll probably just have turkey gravy just because just to make it simple. And then we'll have like dinner rolls and stuff. And then we'll have, uh, three different kinds of pies. So like pumpkin, chocolate and apple. And then I was telling you this, it's like a whole day thing though. Like we're just eating all day and you were kind of like shocked by that. I was. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not just dinner. It's actually like breakfast and then appetizers and then dinner. And then dinner is usually at like two. Like so, us Spanish people, we are seriously on CPT time, color people time, okay? Because we don't eat until like five, maybe that's the earliest five. The latest my sister have has made dinner for us was like seven o'clock, almost eight. No lie. And I'm like, Jenny, I'm like starving. Where is the food? Yeah. No, you don't have to starve all day. You get to nibble on whatever you want to nibble on. And so then typically- she, won't, she won't let me cook. Cause I'm not the best cook. I already, I admit it. Yeah. So she's she like, will. she's like, you could bring the utensils and the drinks <laughs> and the store-bought dessert. <laughs> as, as long as you didn't make anything it, to include the drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. She, uh, no. So it, we'll have cinnamon rolls in the morning for breakfast. Oh my God. That and then so we'll make, yeah, we'll make sausage balls and then we'll make, um, which I think I've made for you before. Haven't I made those before? No. I've never made sausage balls for you. No. Sausage delicious. balls are a staple for every holiday we have. I've never been to your holiday. Holy shit. But I've been to your house. I didn't bring them. I remember I came to Jenny's house. Yeah. You guys didn't for bring Christmas anything. one day. Jen- Jenny cooked everything for us. Shit. Uh, okay. Well, you're going to have sausage balls and they are delicious. I'm excited. Uh, and then we have uh, celery with a cream cheese with seasoning salt. That actually sounds pretty good. I love cream cheese. Yeah. Most people are like, what? But if you make it too salty, it's going to be like, you're going to be like weird. <laughs> I made it too salty one year. So I was just telling my husband this too. I was like, now that kind of like the tables have turned, like when I was a kid and I was like Abby and Lily's age, mm-hmm. my grandmother, that was one of my jobs was to mix the cream cheese. Right. And then spread it on all the, like to cut the celery and spread it on the celery and like make the appetizer. Like that was just something that she made us do right. As we got older. Oh, okay. And the girls have always helped me with it before. Now I make it in the mixer. Like I just plop the cream cheese in there and then put the seasoning salt in there and then you just do it to taste. Right. So you'd start with a little bit and then you mix it and you'd taste it and you're like, okay, that's right. You know? Yeah. And, uh, my grandmother did the same thing, except for she never gave us a goddamn mixer. We had a freaking fork in a bowl and we're like doing this with the cream cheese. <laughs> kids, my arm would be so tired. I'm like, oh my God, this cream cheese. She's like, it's not right yet. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> like, so I was, I was thinking about bringing that back. Maybe making the girls do it with a fork. I don't know. I, I dare mom. you. That would be good. They're going to be like, Morgan, can well, we I was just thinking use that- the mixer? 
Well, considering we need the mixer for so many things like the potatoes, the cream cheese, the, the sweet potatoes, uh, I'm thinking that I need, like, I need to either bring my mixer down or have Di bring her mixer to the house and have two mixers. Yeah. You're going to need more than one. Yeah. I got to talk to my mom. I'm already bringing all my kitchen chairs, (laughs) (laughs) my house. I know. What can I bring? You can just bring your smile. Oh, my smile. <laughs> my That's mom's okay. already tried to buy you a hotel room. <laughs> I know. She probably already has one on standby for me, just in case. I bet you any money. Watch. Probably... Oh, God. If she did, I don't know about it yet. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to put a burden on her. It's okay. I don't mind driving. It's fine. I know. She acts like you're into... Listen, she acts like you're driving from Timbuktu. It's 40 <laughs> minutes away. You know what's funny? We're inviting my brother, Sean, who also lives... <laughs> lives in Binghamton <laughs> but he'll should, drive back home and she won't try to put him up in a hotel I should be like hey Sean Misty can I get a ride <laughs> oh that's true actually Misty would be fun to ride with probably oh god I love her she's hilarious of course I don't know if they're coming and if they do come Sean's typically late so you don't want to come when he comes. he won't come for the morning breakfast oh no I'm be, I'll be there early Khalil yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah, mad yeah. at me I'm be like Khalil get your ass up we going yeah you're gonna have to leave at like eight yeah, that's okay he yeah. gets up at five o'clock on the weekdays just so he can play his games before school. <gasps> really? Yes. And you know what? Typically, usually I'll be like, hell no, you need to rest. But he is at the top of his class. The teacher told me he's doing amazing. He turns in his work early. He's respectful. He always has his camera on because, you know, he does like the online schooling and that uh, he's the top of the class. So I, I don't even care. I'm like, okay, bro. Because, you know, with his Asperger's, that's how he like decompression it decompresses himself for the day yeah so i'm like whatever works for you bro so he's an early riser he'll be okay we're the same way like we don't we have like the phone like gets locked at 9 30 automatically we just extended their bedtime by half an hour too because they're older older. they used to have to go to bed at nine o'clock now they can go to bed at 9 30 and uh oh dang i feel wow um i put Khalil to bed at 9 45 10 o'clock sometimes well, I mean, I don't, for, I don't put that's what head. that's what works for him do you know yeah. what I mean I just know Lily and if I don't shut the phone off she will be on it all night and she will not function well at school yeah some people just don't function with an, without enough sleep yes and now Abigail will eventually turn the phone off but Lily and she's like got that like kind of like addictive mind like if she yeah. just has the screen like she just she'll lose herself next thing you know it's three four in the morning and she's got to get up in two hours Oh, so, God. and then she'll be dragging ass and then I'll be like, why'd you miss the bus? And she'll be like, I don't know why I missed the bus. <laughs> I'll be like, bullshit, you don't know why you missed the bus. Yeah, I, Just I more still, drama. that girl is drama, drama, drama. I, if I don't take my gummies at night, I can't sleep. This is, this, it's been hard. <sighs> it's, I mean, it's at like, least, at least you found something that works. I, I'm glad that it works. But I'm like, I don't want to be dependent on it, you know, but it is all natural. So, yeah, I was going to say, what's what's the issue with it? Maybe it's just in my head. You know, I got to get over that. OK, you take something to help you sleep. That's OK. I take something for my blood pressure. I take something for anxiety and depression. OK, so yeah. what's wrong with taking something to help you go to sleep? Yeah, I was going to say, like, what what in society has told you that taking something to go to sleep is not. No, nothing. Like, okay. it's, I think it's me. It's in my head. Nobody's made me feel any type of way. I just think it's me. I I do the meditation videos. Yeah, that doesn't really work for me. No. Can you not like get out of your own head? Oh my God. 
see, I have like such a squirrel brain. Like I was just thinking about this today because uh, I don't know if you watch this show on Netflix. Uh, it's called Lock and Key. No. No? Well, the second season just dropped. It's a really good show. I highly recommend it. You can watch it with Khalil. What like, is it about? So basically it's about this family called the Locke family and they have created magical keys that work in and outside of their home, right? For generations, they make these magical keys. Um, and I think it's based off of a graphic novel, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's a scripted Lisa's- show? Yeah, it's it's like a regular show on Netflix. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's- why the fuck would it be a reality show? I don't know. You it, never it, know these days. Magic Maybe. keys. Magic Morgan, keys. Honey, magic, magic is real. Oh, listen. Magic's not real. Okay. <laughs> That's what you say. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyways. So there's a, now there's a bunch of keys that do a bunch of different things, right? Okay. So there, there's like a, there's a memory key. There's like, oh, what do they call the brain key? I forget the name of it, but basically you can go inside your own mind. So it literally like opens up a hole, a hole in the back of your neck. And like, cause this is sci-fi and you turn the key and then like, it's almost like you're a robot and you're just like powered down. And then like, you can see yourself and then the door opens, like a doorway pops up, whatever, like your brain create. Right. And then you go inside your own mind. And when you go inside your own mind. This is what I was thinking about today, because one of these, one of the last scenes of the season was they were now one of the reasons why, okay, like any other freaking show starts, they move from a big city to a small town, to a house that they all grew (laughs) up in. Like, you know what I'm saying? So basically, and they're in, in the show, the reason they move from Seattle to Boston or the Massachusetts area, right. Is because their father was murdered, who was a lock, right. And so they move into his childhood home in Matheson, Massachusetts, right? And then the kids figure out all. But the, here's the, here's the thing: isn't that where the Salem witch trials were at? No, that was Salem, Massachusetts. No, but I mean, like in Massachusetts, like in, in that state, yeah, yeah. Everything is always in up like north, like crazy shit. Mm-hmm. But so the concept of these. Okay, so anyways, to fast forward the ending scene parents can't remember magic they don't remember that the keys once you turn 18 you can't remember magic oh dang so even if they see the magic happening in front of them like not even milliseconds later like they're like why am i here i don't understand like like adults can't see magic it's just for children oh okay okay so the kids can see the magic and find the keys and all that kind of stuff throughout the house so but the little kid his mother is very sad because her husband has died, all that kind of shit. So he, he goes, don't freak out. Like there's a keyhole that opens up in the back of your neck. Like I'm going to like, we're going to do this. And he, she's like, all right, I trust you. Right. And so like, yeah, I know. Right. Like that's, (laughs) I'd look at my kid and be like, get the hell away from me. I'm on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) But for the premise of the story, she goes inside her own mind. Right. Okay. And when she goes inside of her own mind, she's an interior designer. Like she reconstructs like historical buildings and stuff like that in the show. And so when she goes inside her own mind, it's all of these like very antique things. She basically walks into an antique store with all her favorite stuff. Right now, what you can do is you can pick up very ordinary items and then it plays like a movie. So she's like picking up these lockets. Right. And it's all her memories of her husband. And she's just like remembering these like really fun moments and stuff. And I was sitting there going, 
I wish I could go inside. I wish this was real. I want to go inside my own mind and check out like these really core memories that like I'm not remembering and stuff yeah. like, that I don't have, like that I don't easily access. Like that would be really cool if that magic was real. I wish I could do that also for my mom. Cry. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I was like, like sobbing. Yeah, like it makes a tear up a little bit too. I wish yeah. I could do that. Like, because I don't remember my mom much at all. Right. And you could like go back into like I was thinking about my sister too. Cause like my sister doesn't remember her childhood, which is wow. weird. Like anytime I bring up something, she's like, I don't remember that. She's like, why do you remember everything? I was like, I don't know. I just do. <laughs> <laughs> I sent her a TikTok the other day where it was like this girl, this girl that was like, Hey, remember back when we were kids? And then she was like, Nope. <laughs> I said it to my sister. I was like, that's me and you. I remember everything. And she remembers nothing. Oh, wow. Like, Why did you black out your whole childhood? What happened to you? Like, seriously, what happened? I don't know. We had pretty similar childhoods. She should get, she should get hypnotized and see. I wouldn't. It, hell no. If it's supposed to be locked away, it's supposed to be locked away. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> I wouldn't. Listen, if it don't affect you, it don't affect you. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. No, but that's it. what I was thinking about. You should, you, you and Khalil would like that show though. Lock and Key. It's really Lock good. Key. Okay. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. It's really, it's spelled, uh, L-O-C-K-E and key. So it's, okay. it's like, it's like lock, like somebody's name. Okay. So yeah, it's, and it's kid friendly. You know what I mean? Like there's not a whole lot of like cussing and like crazy stuff. No sex scenes, things like that. Like it's, it's kid friendly. Cool. If I say it's kid friendly, you know, it's good. Cause I usually yeah. tell you, don't let Khalil watch this. <laughs> <laughs> like sex loving goop. I'm like, no, no I, I was just <laughs> about to say that. I watched the first episode of that on my phone because I was like, I cannot put this on a TV because Kill is mad nosy. Um, it was very interesting. It is very interesting, right? Did you get to the part with the bracing? It was just the first episode. What do you mean bracing? Oh, you haven't gotten, you haven't finished the series? No, I've only been able to watch the first episode. Remember I talked, I told you about it the other day. Yeah, and I, girl. It's I got, like six episodes in. You got to get into it. I'm, I'm, I got Oh my God, I you, you, you don't do like I do and you just pop a video on on your phone like while you're doing shit? No, because I'm working all day I on do. the phone. I'm on the phone at work and then when I get off of work, I got to cook something for Khalil and then I got to clean up. And yeah, then by yeah, the time, that's the, that's the perfect time. That's when I do it. But I didn't have my headphones for the longest. I, and my, I do. Yeah, now I do. So I can do multitask. Yeah, that's what I do. I pop my headphones in and I'll listen to like a YouTube video or like watch something on Spectrum or something on my phone while I cook dinner. Yeah. Especially if I don't want anybody to speak to me. Yeah, I'm, there's only two people I talk to on a daily basis. And it's you and Sean. That's it. That's true. Just you and Sean. Everybody else is on and off, but you, I talk to Sean. We talk all day from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep. Oh, how wonderful. I'll shut up new love so much fun oh that's my mom didn't know you had a man really yeah she heard she listened to the episode no i just happened to like what did i say i just happened to mention something about you i mentioned him to her and she was just like wait a minute rose's got a new man i said oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) wait what did she say (laughs) she goes well you know she was being a mother she was just like well what's he do where's he live what's what's going on with him is he married (laughs) I was like, I hope not. I would hope not. No, he's not. I I just told her, I was like, I was like, he works in the city. I was like, he got a good job. He worked for the city. He got that city money. 
she goes, oh, he's, he doesn't live in Binghamton. I said, no. I was like, trust me, there's no man that comes out of Binghamton hey, that's a good no, man. No, I'm good. No. <laughs> Been down and, that road. It ain't nothing good. Yeah. No, same thing in Cortland. There's no good man that comes out of Cortland, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, oh, my friends, I will say this. My friend Danny and Liza, they met some pretty decent men. You know well, what I mean? But they had to go, they had to go through some freaking bologna and cheese, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah. So, I, I I never had any luck with any men in Portland. So <laughs> but yeah, my boo thing, he's coming tomorrow. <gasps> That's right. Yeah, I can't Brown wait chicken, brown cow. You stupid. <laughs> yeah. He's he's in Ohio right now. Oh my god. <laughs> You are a mess. Baby, I'm so sorry for hearing this. <laughs> but yeah, he's in Ohio right now visiting his daughter. And then um, I got to meet her via FaceTime. She's beautiful. And she looks just mm-hmm. like him. She is like the female version of him. I'm like, oh my God, you look just like your dad. <laughs> um, and then I saw the baby because she has a little baby. And she is so adorable. Oh my gosh, let's squeeze our cheeks. You know, I know I babies are so cute. I, I, I love babies. And then, um, so yeah, he's yeah. having a good time over there with his daughter and he got to meet his granddaughter and then he's going to come back. He's going back down to New York City today and then he'll come up tomorrow. Yep. Uh-oh, you're frozen. Can you hear me? I hear you, yeah. What were you going to say? We were going to debunk. Well, I know, the, but I think you hear me late. We were going to debunk the whole paranormal. Activity. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. I forgot all about it. I wrote a note in my phone. Oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> I wrote a note. All right. Do you want me to tell the people or you? Yeah. You say it funnier than I do. Oh my God. Okay. So basically remember how I kept saying over and over again, are you sure you didn't pull a cord, Rosie? Are you sure you didn't pull a cord, Rosie? (laughs) This heifer. So we posted it on our Instagram and our personal Instagrams are our, our podcast one. And then we posted on TikTok. Now the one that my sister saw on TikTok, she was like, it's not paranormal. She yanked it with her elbow. (laughs) And, and I was like, no fucking shit. Cause I didn't see it. Right. We didn't see it. We looked no. over and over and over. But in this particular instance, you see how her cable is running on the front of her body right now. Right. Yep. It was not put it the way it fucking was. It was bu- tucked behind your elbow like that. And, and then, then yep. you pulled it like this and, and it whoop, pulled towards exactly you like and that. then turned to the left. Uh-huh. And so my sister caught it in the, in the video. Oh, there we and go I again. Was, <laughs> see? Yeah, exactly. And then so Rosie freaked herself out for no damn reason. Oh, she pulled a cord. <laughs> I knew she pulled a cord. <laughs> oh God, so funny. I was, was like, when I tell you I was shitting bricks, I was terrified. I ran so fast. I lost the flip flop in the middle of the living room. I was out. My fat ass ran. I was like, oh, hell no. Uh-oh. <laughs> you were so mad at me. <laughs> Oh my God. I, I, I'm so sorry. I, sh- I didn't mean to curse at you. You were like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Just tell the story. <laughs> you were like, Rosie, come back. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Rose. You're like Rose on Titanic. Come back. <laughs> oh 
god. Then you were just like, but maybe it was. I was like, no, bitch, just say the story. I'm over it. (laughs) And the whole time she freaked herself out. I did. Now, now we cannot, we cannot explain. You know, she said you said that your your lights went out. They flickered. I don't know about the lights, why it flickered, but I did find out why my internet was so crappy. I had to call Spectrum. Excuse me. And the guy that came out was the best guy that came out because I've had three people so far. He found out that the the cord inside the wall was stripped. Like it was so old that it had like Mm. a hole in it. And it was like, um, there was wires popping out. Mm -hmm. So that's why. And I'm like, all these months I've been having horrible internet issues and nobody thought to like look in. He like, he made a hole in the wall. He was like, what? Nobody thought to do the hardware first and then think of the software later. They never went inside the wall. I, I, I do IT for the army. So that that's like, like the first thing is like, is it plugged up? Okay. It's plugged up. We got green lights. Okay. We got green lights, uh, but we're not getting connectivity. Okay. All right. There's something wrong with a cable somewhere. That's my mindset. Like I'm well, like, there's something wrong with a cable somewhere. They changed the out, the outerwear, the outside cable, but they never thought to look inside. Oh, they changed the ethernet cable that runs to the wall. Yes. Mm, yeah. And so, well, okay. So in, in their defense, that is where I would start first. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, I wouldn't ex- think to open the wall at first. And I explained to him everything that they already did. And he was like, I'm going to look in there. I said, do what you got to do, bro. He was like, do you mind if I make a hole? I said, I don't care. I'll just patch that shit up when I leave. <laughs> he was like, okay. Cause you know, like this is, it was so funny. He goes, you know, cause this is like projects, you know, I said the ghetto. <laughs> Was that guy white? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was a white country guy from Appalachian. Oh, and he's like, yeah. this is the ghetto. This is the projects. I like how he whispered it to you like you didn't know where the fuck he lived. <laughs> the ghetto. <laughs> I said, don't worry about it. I could, I could YouTube a video how to patch that wall up. It's totally fine. So he was like, I mean, okay, you know. And then he goes, he complimented. I don't know if it was a backhanded compliment. For people who live here, right? Mm-hmm. He goes, your house is so beautifully clean and like organized. It's nice. I said, well, thank you. He goes, you don't really get that around here. And I was like, the oh, hell? this must be like his regular kind of spot. Like he goes into these homes a lot. So, yeah. I mean, here's the, that, well, when you listen with low income comes low income problems. So yeah, but it's not, it's not everybody, but yeah, just because you don't make a lot of money doesn't mean you can't be clean. Exactly. Like my whole life, I grew up poor my whole life, you know, and we struggled. Shit. I still struggle to this day. I'm broke, but I was taught you need to live in a clean house. Like that's one of the best things that were installed in me as a child growing up. Like I hated cleaning every Saturday morning. My aunt, We'll come in and vamos a limpiar, levantate, get up, we're about to clean. When you heard that Spanish salsa music going, you know your ass better get up within 10 minutes or else your your loved one's going to come into that door, not even knock. They're just going to go, boom. Oh, you sleeping still? Oh, sleeping beauty. Come on, sleeping beauty, it's time to clean. And you'd be like, what the fuck? It's the weekend, I just want to sleep in. Yeah, there was no sleeping in at my aunt's house. So... I used to be like, I feel like Cinderella. It's not fair. All my other friends get to go to the mall and hang out. She was like, no, you got to clean the house. And I was mm-hmm. like, but I'm grateful for it because my house may be or- unorganized sometimes, but it's never dirty. 
I make sure I right. have a clean house. It's like ingrained in my brain, like to the point that like I was talking to Sean the other day and he was like, so what are you going to do today? And I was like, clean. He's like, you're always cleaning. I'm like, I can't help it. It's it's in me. It's in my old, it's like OCD. Like I can't think straight if my house is dirty. Right. Yeah. So the guy said I had a clean house. I was like, thanks. I don't know how to take that, but thanks. <laughs> You know, the only reason I'm good at cleaning is because my mom said that if I wasn't going to get good grades, then I better get good at something. So I might as well get good at cleaning. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, you might as well learn a trade here. Here's a broom. Like, <laughs> I'm real good at cleaning. That night, I grew up in a house that had like rats and shit in it. And it yeah. drove me crazy. It drove me nuts. And like the dogs just like took over the house in it. Like I hated it. Right. Yeah. And, it's, and I, and you're a kid, so you just don't have control over it, you know? And, and it's not that, listen, my mother does not live dirty. Okay. No, but, but you lived in the country, but the particular pets that we had, they just were not potty trained and they are at least well or whatever. And then like we had the, like, it's an old country house and there's just rats living in the ceiling and it was a pretty dilapidated house. And, uh, it just like, it was not, I had bugs, ants on the countertops, like, Oh God, no, like it drives me crazy. So now like anytime my mom, I know my mom's coming, like we're scrubbing the house hundred (laughs) percent. And it's not because I think she's going to, no, that's not true. She will judge me, but like, (laughs) but like, honestly, she, she probably wouldn't judge my house too harshly, but like, I uh, mean, but let's be honest. She's a mom. What do moms do? Talk shit behind my back. Oh, <laughs> she would. She'll call my sister and be like, "Did you see your sister's dusty house?" Like, oh my God. <laughs> I love her to death, but that's what she does. She's so funny. But like, I love, I love you, Mama D. I love you, Mama D. No, she's great. She's a great mom. And uh, but but yeah, no. So I don't know what it is. Like, I just want her to have a clean environment when she comes to my house. I do that for any guest, you know what yeah. I mean. But like, especially for my mom, like I'll get in the tub and like scrub it. Oh, wow. I don't want her. I don't want her thinking anything. Like, I don't want her thinking that like, I live like a dirty, filthy animal. And you know, it's funny too, is that like Lily was telling me, she's like, yeah, she would go to like a couple of her friends' houses that live on post uh-huh. in the same neighborhood as us, which means that their fathers or mothers or whoever's in the service is also similar rank to me. Yeah. Right. So they've probably been in a while. She went to one of her friends' house and she was like, Morgan, she's like, our house is not dirty. And I said, yeah, the fuck it is. I was like, uh, we need to get to sweep in and get to pick it up this nonsense all over the countertops. Like it's disgusting. She goes, no, I've seen my friend's house. It's not dirty. She goes, this isn't cluttered. And I was like, yes, it is. Look, I can't put anything down on this countertop. She's like, no, it's not cluttered Morgan. I'm like, oh my God. She's like, just imagine boxes everywhere. I was like, well, are they moving? She goes, no, they're not. They just have so much, they just have so much crap. And I'm like, when I when I had my cleaning business, yeah, the worst apartment I had ever seen was a frat house. Oh, oh my god! When I tell you, it was disgusting. I used to work for a real a realty company, and they catered to student housing. And mm-hmm. I used to clean all their buildings, like the the hallway stuff. And then um, in the summertime, when the when the university students would leave, I would do cleanouts. And then in the fall, when they would come back, I would set it up and everything for them to clean. So um, 
I'll never forget. It was a beautiful apartment, brand new appliances and everything. And these nasty ass frat boys in the bathroom, on the floor. I believe it. There was condoms stuffed yeah. to the floor. Like, I was like, ew. And I had my friend's daughters helping me because I hired them. I paid them like, you know, a couple of bucks to help me clean out. And I was like, do not come in this bathroom. They're teenagers. I was like, don't come in this bathroom. I got it. I got it. They're like, but why? Because I would make them like take everything out the bathroom. And then I sprayed like the, the bleach and all the cleaning, let it sit. And then I let them scrub it down. But I was like, don't you dare go into this bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I had to go downstairs, get extra gloves and like a garbage bag. I was like, this is gross. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty gross. Yeah. Frat boys wow. are disgusting. Well, I have uh, inspected a handful of rooms before with frat boy aged soldiers. Oh, God. And let me tell you, I know exactly what one time. Oh, my God. One time. <laughs> no shit. I'm checking. I don't know who this I don't remember his name, but I'm checking this one soldier. He had to have been 18, 19 years old. And he had. Did he padlock the closet? Yeah, he thought that at the time where I was at, he thought that if he padlocked the closet then I couldn't go in there. Oh gosh. Uh, But I think because of safety concerns, because there are soldiers who have locked people in their rooms and kept them hostage before. That's a real thing. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. It's happened before. And, and so I do have the ability, like you have to open your closet, right? Yeah. So I, he's, he's got a padlock on it and I'm just like, you need to open your closet. I'm not going to open it. You're going to open it. I was like, I just need to, you just need to open the door. I'm not going to walk in there. Right. He opens the door. There is at least 12 to 15 full garbage bags inside there. Oh my God. Of just trash that he just didn't take down to the dumpster in the morning. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm like, the the whole rest of the room was great. He had shoved all this stuff in the. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. I was like, what the fuck is this? He's like, uh, I haven't made it down to the dumpster. I was like, you walk down there to go to PT every goddamn morning. You lazy Exactly. Fuck. Just grab one and go. I said, you couldn't just set it outside your door and then grab it on the way down. Oh, uh, I didn't think about this. I'm like, you a lazy fuck. I was like, I was like, go take that shit downstairs. And that's, you know, that's on disgusting. My friend one time she had a, <laughs> she told me she got into this boy's room and he had like, pepperoni stuck to his floor (laughs) of all things pepperoni yeah he must have like ate a pepperoni pizza and like some slid (laughs) off the cheese and it it had been there so long it stuck to the floor like she had to like that is disgusting oh my no yeah definitely have seen some shit i've walked in on naked dudes in women's rooms like, oh my God. Do you know how many times soldiers will answer the door? Like say they're running late for PT or they didn't show up to PT formation, right? Now PT uh-huh. formation for those who aren't in the army or have no military affiliation, right? The reason we do it is not only to conduct physical training. We do it as an accountability. So I make sure you're still breathing. You're alive. Yeah. So you have to go into that formation so that I know you're still alive. Right. So, or I can't send up my numbers properly. Right. So this one kid had not, uh, reported for formation and, uh, oh my God, my, my brain lost all track of thought of what I was doing. Oh yeah. No, I remember now freaking, uh, did, have you ever had that happen to you? You're like telling a story and you're like, what the fuck lot. am I talking about? Yes. A lot. Mm-hmm. Now I'm back on track. Uh, 
So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go upstairs. This is when I was in Korea. I'm going to go upstairs and, and, and go and knock on, listen, you know, that, uh, you know, that TikTok that they're like, they're like, uh, something, something. And then they bang on the door. You know what I'm talking about? Like, is that song? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that song is like, I can't remember the name of the fucking song right now or how the tune goes, but then they're like, it's like, boom, boom. <laughs> uh, if they don't, you, you start with the light knock and then you start yelling and you go, hey, it's Sarn Evans, PFC, whoever, shut the, like, open the fucking door. Like, if you don't hear anything, and then you start banging with your fist. And then last resort, you, you start kicking the shit out of the Wait, door. <laughs> you don't have the key to their room, like a master key in case? Last resort, last resort is I key card into their room. Okay. To make sure you're still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I have done that multiple times and whatnot, too, because they just don't hear it. And so I can hear, I hear rustling in the room. This has happened multiple times with multiple soldiers. And then they don't look through the peephole to see who's there. They oh just cut the door open. They're in their chonies. They're just in their underpants. <laughs> the chonies. Like, oh, I like cannot with you. The chonies. <laughs> so they literally, I literally go like this. Put your clothes on. Oh God. Like oh, I God. and I go, oh my fucking God, I did not want to see you in your underpants. And they're like, oh my God, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they like hide behind the door. Oh my goodness. One time, holy shit. So we, the person oh, wait. on seat. I remember the song. Oh, I think it's it? Imagine Dragons. First things first. Da, na, na, no, it's not that one. It's not, no, it's a girl. It's a girl? No, it's the girl. I don't know. Just tell you a story before you forget it. Uh, one time. So we have multiple people that are on duty, right? So you've got the CQ in the barracks and then you've got staff duty over in the battalion area who checks on the CQs. They'll have like multiple CQs to check on. And then you'll have brigade who comes around and checks on the staff duties. So the battalions. So you have like multiple people checking a bunch of shit all night long. Yeah. So nobody can get away with nothing. Yeah. So one of these nights, my platoon sergeant in Korea, he is checking part of the checks is that like like if you're on staff duty so basically e6 and above do staff duty so he was on staff duty or night so that he pulled the cq and co and he's like all right let's walk the building so they ran they'll check doors and make sure that they're locked and all that kind of stuff right so that soldiers are safe well some of these soldiers like to leave their doors unlocked or propped open Uh-oh. one night my one of my soldiers he leaves his door propped open now for these particular buildings just listen. Okay. I don't know why. I still don't know why. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, oh, I know why. Uh, because he was six foot two and weighed 170 pounds and thought that he could just fight a dude off. Right. He God. thought he thought that he couldn't get raped, basically. Uh-huh. So we had had he, we had had this discussion before, like, yes, you can. And yes, it's possible. Right. So Seriously. my my platoon sergeant was teaching him a fucking lesson right and he he saw that the door was unlocked again about 3 a.m 2 a.m he walks into the room now when you walk into the room there's like a common area and then there's two other doors he had also left his other door open oh goodness so he has two doors he can fucking lock but he's left both of them open so my platoon sergeant walks in and gets so close to his fucking face to see oh my god (laughs) the kid never fucking wakes up right? Never. Oh Doesn't wake up, has no idea another grown man is in his room, right? Because he's left it unsecure. So my platoon sergeant at the time does not wake this soldier up. He just casually go like he gets real close to him 
and then he gets away and then he walks out the door and he secures both doors. Right. So then the next day he looked at this or probably the next, the next duty day that my, my platoon sergeant was back. Cause you get 24 hours off. Right. Yeah. Off in the morning when he came back, he looked at that soldier and was like, so how'd you sleep a couple nights ago? And he was like, fine. He goes, nothing weird happened. It's like, no, he goes, <laughs> she leave your door unlocked again. He goes, why? He goes, cause I was in your room and you had no fucking idea. Oh my God. And he goes, he goes, you think you're fucking safe now? I could have fucking killed you. And you would have no fucking idea. Exactly. Dead, right? Like you'd have been dead in your fucking sleep. Idiot. Lock your fucking door. <laughs> He locked his door from then on out. I bet he did. <laughs> Here's, the thing. Here's the thing too. Like my platoon sergeant's a good guy. Do you know what I mean? Like he's a good person, has good thoughts. He just wanted to kind of like teach him, him a lesson. lesson. Yeah. Give him a little scare. Not yeah. even at that night. Like, cause I would have woke, I'd have woke him up and been like, your door's unlocked. Yep. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. You know what I would have done? I would have been right in his face and been like, scream at the top of my lungs ah! scare his ass out of his sleep but then, then he might like, hit me and then look look at him and go you should have locked your fucking door idiot <laughs> i see your chonies <laughs> so yeah so he he locked his doors from then on out and we had told the whole platoon this story you know like how sergeant how, how i'm not gonna say his name how my platoon sergeant at the time you know basically got into his room because he left it unsecure Seriously. Now, typically, typically if I come across, I won't do that because one, it's about personal safety for myself. So if I come across an unsecure door, I'll just unlatch it, lock it, be done with it. Like I'll just shut it for you and I'll secure it for you. Yeah. Right. I won't fuck with you. But being that this particular NCO had told him multiple times he needed to lock his door and stop doing that it's dangerous out here in these streets. You know what I mean? Seriously, like, People like, will sneak into your room and they will take advantage of you. And don't, and don't think that just because you're sleeping that you can all of a sudden defend yourself. You can't had four people gone. A whole platoon could have went in that room and that boy wouldn't have had a clue. Right. Mm-hmm. All it takes is, is two human beings to hold you down and somebody else to get you. You know what I mean? Sometimes not even two. Sometimes they can just get you. Yeah. Or somebody to kill you. Say, person yeah, there's, there's, some, there's some crazy people out there. Yeah. I'm still thinking about that goddamn TikTok. So the craziest thing I saw was like, <clears throat> so when I worked back in, the, back in the hospital in Florida and the, um, the cancer unit, I worked overnight. And even though the, cu- the customers, the clients, oh my gosh, the patients were sleeping. Hold on before to- I forget. Hold on before I forget. I what? hear your heartbeat to the beat of the drum. Boom, boom, boom. boom. Like that. <laughs> that okay, yes, that, that's, um, that's, that's catch up. Yes. Okay. Oh, shame. You should have came here with someone. Uh, whatever. Anyway, what this thing? Oh, story. yeah. So even though the patients were sleeping because they were on chemo or the, you know, the, the cancer and issues that they were having, we had to check their vitals every four hours. So <clears throat> it was I like, be so pissed. I know, but they know this, <clears throat> excuse me. They know this coming into the hospital. When you get admitted, you know that you're going to be woken up every four hours to get your vitals checked at night. So um, <laughs> there was this old man, this old Puerto Rican man. Right. And um, he, he had been frequent flyer. He, 
swear on my mother's grave. Oh, for God's sakes. It's because I banged on the table, but you see how easily it does that? Isn't that crazy? Look, watch. That's funny. Why is it so flimsy? I don't know. Oh, it's because it's on a it's on an angle. So um he's a freaking flyer. He was always coming in and out for chemo. So we knew him pretty well. And his wife would always stay with him at night. Like they were like an older couple. And then <laughs> I always knock on the door. I go, Hi, this is Rosie. I gotta check your vitals. I'm coming in. And I did that. Didn't hear anybody. I walk, like, there's like a curtain, you know, the, you know, patient's room when you walk in, there's like a curtain that covers the bed. So I knocked and I said what I said. Mm-hmm. And then I opened the curtain and the wife and him are getting it on on the bed. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, he my pushed, God. Yes. He pushed her off and she fell to the cushion. Like, there's like a cushion little bed that she put next, like a cot. She fell on the cushion, but naked. I was like, ah. <laughs> And I closed the door and ran to the nurse's station. And I told my nurse supervisor, I was like, I will check that man's vitals in the morning. She was like, why? And I told her, she goes, oh, we're going to have to have a talk with him. I said, leave him alone. He's a man. He's trying to he's- have a talk with him. Why? Yeah, because it was inappropriate behavior for the hospital. Apparently that nurse supervisor. Oh, my gosh. She was so annoying. Me and my friend Tammy did not like her and Listen, she didn't like us. We, getting- we tortured her. If you're getting chemo and you want, listen, his blood pressure's fine because <laughs> he's got a boner. <laughs> the, the, trust me, the blood flow was going to the proper place. The blood pressure's just fine. Okay? <laughs> no, his, his blood pressure was going to be pretty high if I was to check it back th- at that moment. Just saying. But yeah, and then like I had to go back in the morning, like yeah. at eight o'clock before I left for the day because I had to check his, his vitals before I left. So I walked in. He could not look me in the eye. The wife left for the day. And I was like, hi, I'm just going to check your, your vitals. And he was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he goes, I'm so sorry. In Spanish, she was telling me his thing. was, I'm so sorry. I didn't. I said, I said, listen, you're a grown-ass man. You do what you got to do. It's fine. Next right. time, put a tie on the door or something. Like, put something on the doorknob, okay? Right. And he started laughing. But I'm pretty sure he already got spoken to by with the nurse, the supervisor. But mm-hmm. I could care less. I'm like, bro, get it on. Like, you're old. You got chemo going through your body. You want to enjoy yourself? Do what you got to do, boo-boo. Right. But just let, let a sister know because I don't want to see that again. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't think I've ever walked in on any. You know what? No, maybe I shouldn't tell the story. My mom would be very embarrassed. Don't do it. Nah, fuck it. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. no, no, no. I'm, I'm told the whole family knows about it. Fucking, uh, it had, no, it has nothing to do with me walking in on my parents. Oh God. Thank you. So, <laughs> I was like, so, don't do it. <laughs> Your face is so red. So my mom had stripped the bed and had washed the sheets and she had a king size bed. And I think I was like 15, 16 at the time. Right. I'm, I'm like an older kid and she had like, it was just, she needed help putting the fitted sheet on. So she called me and she's like, Hey, can you come down here and help me pick, put the fitted sheet on? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I'm on my dad's side of the bed. Right. And, she, and I think my dad was at work or something. I don't know where he was or what he was doing. Freaking. Uh, and she's on her side. And then to, 
she needed to put a bed skirt on as well. So I'm holding the whole mattress like this. And so as she's putting the bed skirt on, I'm like bored. And I start looking around and then I look at his like coffee table thing. He had left his fucking used condom on the side of it. And I said, Ma! <laughs> I said, Ma! I said, hurry the hell up. And she goes, what? I go, now I know why you got to change the sheets. <laughs> goes, oh, for God's sakes, Greg. <laughs> I was like, well, at least you're having, not going to have any more babies. <laughs> I have a funny story. <laughs> oh my God. So then I told the whole family. I told my sister. I told everybody. I was like, I saw dad's used condom. I was like, Jesus. Oh, you're poor ma. She was probably mortified. She was so embarrassed. It was so funny. So my, <laughs> my aunt, like God bless her. She, <laughs> she worked a lot. Right. Yeah. And I always was watching my younger brothers. So I was like, so I always said, I was like, Cinderella always cleaned the house. It must be mm-hmm. a Latin thing. Like women always have to take care of the house, take care of the kids. Right. At a young it's age. So not just a Latin thing. No, it's, it's not a Latin a, thing. It's a woman thing. It's society. a woman thing. Okay. So I was always cleaning, cooking and helping around the house. Right. So my little brothers got into my aunt's safe. She didn't lock it. Okay. She just closed the safe. Now it was a big ass safe. And I guess that's where she put all her sex toys and all her shit, right? We're all, we're her husband. She had a husband, okay? Oh, my God. And I didn't know they were getting freaky, okay? So, I mean, obviously, she's has a husband. But I didn't know it was like, you know. You're not, you're not, you don't have the intimate details. No, because we were, we used to go to church. Like, she was like, she was like this Christian woman. And, you uh, know, like, so in my head. people are the freakiest no, people I know. No, no, I know. But what I'm saying is back then. She was like, always like, you need to save yourself for marriage. You can't do this and you can't do that. You can't wear earrings. You can't wear makeup. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Oh, so she was really prude. And so you just yes. didn't expect it. Yes. Got it. So before we went to church, she used to do some crazy shit. But I thought she left that all behind. So now my brother comes out of her room. Remember those old school, neck, those candy necklaces? Yes. Oh, like, yeah, no. Like you have to chew it. Yes. So I was, and oh no, we call him booby. That, that was the first word he said, booby. So his real name is Sergio, but we all call him booby. And I'm like, booby, what are you eating? And he goes, Oh, I found candy in mommy's room. I'm like, candy. She's a diabetic. She don't eat candy. I was like, let me see that. It was a candy thong. It was a thong shaped kit. Like I was like, Oh my God. It's, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay. I said, throw that shit away. You're eating your mouth's thong. He was like, bleh, bleh. I'm throw up, man. This is so gross. Bleh. I said, that's what the fuck you get for going into places that you don't need to go. And then the other one goes, Well, what did I eat earlier? And I'm like, What else did you find? And then, <laughs> Oh no. They ate the edible panties. <laughs> they thought it was a fruit roll up. Well, I mean, it kind of looks like it if it's rolled up. So I thought this was going to go a different way. They did find some toys in there. Okay. I thought, I thought when you started talking about candy necklace, I thought that they were going to come out wearing a necklace of anal beads. Like that's what I thought (laughs) we were going with the story. So it went a little better than I thought. 
Because I was sitting here thinking that he put anal beads in his mouth. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, God. But it put, it, it, same thing. God knows where those candy thongs were at. <laughs> oh, God. And then she came home. And then we were like, we're going to deny this to no end. Deny, deny, deny. Oh Couple of days she realizes some, somebody messed with her shit. She, of course, I got in trouble. Rosa! I'm like, oh man, what did they do? So I'm like, yes, yeah, she goes, who was in my room? I was like, nobody. And she was like, boys. And I'm looking at them like I'm doing like this, like, yeah, like, <laughs> and then they're like, no, we all deny. We stuck to the story. She goes, I'm not stupid. I know somebody was in my room. And I jokingly said, I mean, you should put your stuff away better, but I'm just staying. And she was like, what? I was like, nothing, nothing. I'm going to go clean something. Where's the duster? Where's the duster? <laughs> but yeah, it was it was crazy. And then when my mom, when my mom passed away, oh. I found this out years later, right? Like this yeah. is like six years ago I found out. Um, I didn't know my mom was bi. She was bisexual. I had no idea. Huh. So like I remember when we lived, like when we used to have visitation with her and when we lived with her, she had this friend. And it was a lady, and the lady had a fiance and everything, right? And she had a daughter our age. So it was like perfect. We used to go to her house every weekend. We used to visit my mom. We used to hang out with the girl. We used to run the streets, like do things that kids do, hang out. Meanwhile, my mom was hanging out with her mom, her friend. Years later, my mom passes away. My sisters are cleaning out her drawers and shit. Oh my God. They found some crazy stuff like dildos and like oh my God. female condoms and like, like crazy stuff, like crazy stuff. And I found this out years later. They were like, oh yeah, she was that was her girlfriend. I said, what? I was like, I thought that was her friend. They're like, oh no, that was a girlfriend. That was her lover. I was like, how did I not know this? How did I not see this? No, no, I also had a moment. It wasn't a family member, but it was a close family friend at the time. Like my mom played, I think I've told you this multiple times. My mom played on a majority lesbian softball team as an adult. (laughs) 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 When she, when she, when she cut her hair short, my sister and I were like, oh God. You have to tell us something. <laughs> Our father died. Or are you a lesbian now? Like, <laughs> no. So, <laughs> anyways, I think I was around the same age, like 15, 16, 17, right? There was this family friend of ours who had played on the softball team with my mom. And I think my mom also knew her through like the nursing stuff, I want to say. I, I don't remember how they they knew each other. I don't exactly remember. But basically it was like these, it was, a, it was a, a, a woman and her, who I thought was her friend, because in my mind, my, my stupid teenage brain in the early two thousands, my mom's friend had a daughter who was like my age. Yeah. So you didn't, and I'm think- like, and I'm like, uh, if you're a lesbian, you don't have kids. Like in my mind, I was like, yeah. lesbians don't have children. Cause I knew that like she'd given birth to her. So in my mind. I'm thinking, oh, only lesbians can adopt. Like, that's what I thought, right? (laughs) You were a kid. You didn't know better. Right. And so anyways, like I had gone at, like I had spent the night at this person's house and I knew that her and her friend, right. was really (laughs) her like girlfriend, right. Like they slept in the same room, but in my mind, I'm like, I sleep in the front. I would, I sleep in my friend's beds too. Like that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Then fast forward, right? Like I've known her for years and this is back like when I was a kid, kid. So we're talking like, I'm thinking this stuff when I was like eight, nine, 10. And then now fast forward to like, I'm 16, 17. 
And I think they broke up. Right. And my mom is like casually telling my dad at the dinner table, oh, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so broke up. And I was like, what do you mean they broke up? How can you break <laughs> up as friends? And she's like, Morgan, they're lesbians. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. They were lesbians this whole time. She goes, yeah. How did you not know? And I was like, I, don't, I just didn't think about it. <laughs> I was like, cause she had a kid. <laughs> she was like, so lesbians can have children. Yeah. That's I'm funny. Like, oh, I didn't know. I just thought they were best friends and they like to share their bed. Oh my God. I had no idea. It blew my mind and I couldn't believe how long it took me to figure it out. <laughs> so don't feel bad that you didn't know about your mama. Okay, good. Because everybody's good. had these moments. So yeah, I was like, what? It was it was crazy. That's so funny. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready for our new segment of Petty Revenge? Because you have petty. some oh go ahead. Petty Betty. Petty Revenge. Insert cool music because i pulled yeah i know right right now some off of reddit but if you have some listener ones i'd rather hear those first or like we can go back and forth if you want i have a whole bunch of listener ones i have so let's go back and forth then i have six listeners so how many you want vic has also been pretty petty Uh uh-oh he has a do we want to say all six of them or we want to save some for next time uh we can save some for next time too but um here hold on i'll tell you how many i have oh sorry we definitely have to say that one that all that og petty one don't say the part yeah so you you tell that story not me okay because because uh i don't remember who it is (laughs) okay so this person wants to stay anonymous okay um and this person sent it to me in voice clip so i can't read it so i'm gonna try to remember the best i can okay um they said i think they deserve the og petty award they do (laughs) so many many years ago this person um it's a female um she met up with an old old fling okay Mm -hmm. um at her brother's wedding i think she said i can't remember um so she she met up with an old friend somebody she used to hook up with and then um they hooked up that night right Mm -hmm. and um she told him no glove no love you know you don't put a condom on it ain't gonna happen oh i remember the story now Okay. So she he put a condom on, right? And at the end of the at the end of the you know the the thing they sex. were doing, sex. sex. Okay. <laughs> when they finished having sex, she tried to reach for the condom to take you know to put in the garbage, and he had stealthed her. He took the condom off while they without her knowing while they were having sex, and she was what a so, dirty fucking move. Exactly. That's, ugh. Ugh, disgusting. um so she was so livid and she was like how dare you like i told you like you know you needed to put a condom on and he was like oh i just i don't i didn't like the way it felt i thought i thought you knew i did it she's like no i told you to put a condom on why would i take you to tell you to take it off and he just didn't make a he didn't think it was a big deal so she was like all right motherfucker i got you 
So two months later, right? I don't know what happened, but they got in contact with each other. And she told him um, that she was pregnant with his child. Okay. And it wasn't true. She wasn't pregnant, but she wanted to fuck with him because he was an asshole. Right. Right. And he flipped his shit. He was like, how dare you? You did this on purpose to me. You're trying to ruin my life. And you stealth me. And you think that I did this on purpose. Exactly. I'm like, what? Typical narcissist. You deserve everything that's coming for you. Exactly. So she was like, whatever. Like, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping this baby. And I don't want you to have nothing to do with it. And blah, blah, blah. You. Oh, she was like, I'm putting you on child support. Like, oh, she was going in. Like, she was, like, really torturing the guy. Right. Right. So they stuck. Like, a couple of months go by. Right. 9-11 happens. Okay. This person works. She was work. She worked in the second tower. He Mm -hmm. knew that she worked in the second tower. Okay. Right. A month goes by after September 11th. And he knowing in his mind, in his mind, he thinks this woman's pregnant with my child. Mm -hmm. She was in 9-11 terrorist attacks. Maybe I should check on her to make sure she's okay. Not once did he call to see, Hey, are you alive? Are you okay? How's my child? No, he's just thinking, Oh, a terrorist took out my problem. So he calls her like a month later, right? After like in October, I'm guessing. Yeah, October. So she's at this time, she's like, this motherfucker, like he knows I have his child. Like he thinks that I have his child and he doesn't even think to check on me, whatever. So she told him that it was a boy and the, she lost the baby because of the attack and all the stress on her body that she had a miscarriage and the baby was born alive for a little bit. And then the baby died and that it was a boy and that all this oh stuff. God. And like, yeah, the guy was like devastated, She's right? really putting it on thick, you know what I mean? She did. And he was like so distraught. He was like devastated. She was like, that's what you get, motherfucker, in her head, right? So mm-hmm. many years later, this was like two years ago, she said that she saw some weird person, some weird name, friend request, like send her, trying to send her a message on Facebook, right? And usually she doesn't answer people that she doesn't know on Facebook, but she tried to see who this person was and it was that guy. And he reached out to her and he was like, listen, I know this has been a long time, but, you know, I, I've never loved somebody like I loved you. And you're the only one that gave me a son because I've only had daughters. And I'm so sorry the way I treated you and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then she, she let him keep on thinking that it was real. And she was like, no, she shut him down quick. But she let him keep on thinking that she was pregnant and lost his child because he was an asshole, because he stealthed her. And he deserved that. I'm sorry. You don't do that. You don't take off a condom when the other person, your sex partner, is asking you to put on a condom. So to this day, he still has no idea. To this day, he has no idea. No idea. Oh, that. my God. That, yes. <laughs> we should have saved that story for last. Fuck. Oh, sorry. Because that, I'm telling you, it wins the, it wins the petty award. I think it does. She wins the petty. Award. That's a, that's yep. a 20 plus year petty. Yes. Petty. And she has kept it going. That takes, that takes some talent. Oh yeah. Holy shit. All right. What that's, do you got? All right. So, <laughs> so this one is about a younger brother who's attention seeking and his sister is sick of the shit. Oh God. And the title, the title's called, he spent the entire day at the amusement park trying to find us. <laughs> All right. You ready? I'm ready. All right. I have a, ex- mm. I, okay. Pet peeve. 
If you don't know how to use the word uh and an, I fucking hate that. <laughs> you the grammar police? That particular one. <laughs> okay. Because because it doesn't make sense. If the word after uh starts with an a vowel, you have to put the word an in front of it. That's how that fucking works. Anyways. Yes, professor. That is Evans. my pet peeve for the day. Okay. Anyways, I have an extremely jealous and attention-seeking younger brother. <laughs> he is beyond obnoxious to be around, interrupting everyone that talks, talking twice as loud and four times as much as everyone, making offensive comments about people and acting offended when he gets pushback. I was just kidding, cheese. He has a special hard-on for me, interrupting my stories, telling the punchline of jokes I tell, loudly telling and retelling embarrassing or personal stories about me when we're in a group. He no longer gets invited to my gatherings, but occasionally we'll be at something with a few mutual friends we have. He began to magically appear at some of my gatherings last year. He's blocked on Facebook and I don't really invite the few mutual friends we have. So I don't know. I don't know how he knew. Eventually I learned he'd been drilling my mother who he sees. I think she meant to say grilling. Not drilling. You don't want to be drilling the mother. No. <laughs> he'd been he'd been grilling my mother, who he sees weekly or so, about what I was doing, which she'd see on Facebook. I instructed her to tell him she had no idea from now on. Instead, he began asking to check his email when he was over at her house, then quickly pop onto Facebook to snoop at my events. I have a large social circle and I'm always doing something from group hiking to ball games to food truck rallies. She sounds like a fun person. She also sounds like a bitch to her family, but maybe her brother's just a dick. And I don't know. I don't know ages. I assume they're adults. Uh, One time he got wind that a group of me and my friends were attending a weekend spectacular at a local amusement park. He wasn't invited. Literally none of us wanted him there, but he is so dishonest and manipulative. I knew he would show up as a coincidence, coincidence in quotes. And again, blom onto our group. I don't know what the fuck that means. All I think like attached to our group, all of whom he's insulted or offended at one point in an operation worthy of petty revenge. I had a friend invite, invent a who's attending bullshit thing on Facebook. You remember when you could do that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then have all of my friends click attending with comments like might be late because of church. (laughs) We all... (laughs) (laughs) we all agreed to go on saturday instead of sunday we all went on saturday had an awesome time and took plenty of photos of the many events happening in the park that weekend sunday came and i got endless calls which i ignored and texts along the line of where are you he even tried to friend a few of my pals on facebook all just to find out where exactly we all were come sunday night we all posted our pictures including one friend who's facebook friends with him but didn't answer the invite. And he saw that we were all, he saw that we were all there and had a great time. He was beyond furious that he didn't see anyone at the events that we were supposedly at. He raised hell with our mother, how he wasted almost the whole day looking for us icing on the cake. He couldn't ask specific questions about our trip without exposing how he even knew about it. (laughs) Oh Oh my God. So basically like, 
she got her whole entire friend group to post it on Sunday specifically to make it seem like they were there all day Sunday when reality that, they had gone on Sunday. That takes that takes like some. They really what's the word I'm looking for? That's um, some serious. That's some serious a uh, uh, group projectness yes. going on. You know what I mean? I, they took that took initiative. They were like, "All right, we're gonna do this." I got one. Okay. So this one, hold on. This one is absolutely hilarious. So she says. When I found out my son's dad was cheating, I drove by his job and something told me to get off, to get out and check his car. It was unlocked. I don't know why he left it unlocked, but his key was there. I I took the keys and I drove one hour away to a friend's house and threw them in a lake. Then when he told me he had lost his keys, I gave him certain suggestions where to look for them locally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he didn't know that I knew he was cheating yet. It felt so good to throw them away. He had to pay about $200 to get them back. And it took three weeks. I don't regret it at all. <laughs> I was like, dang, girl. That was good. Oh, my God. That's this one crazy. Girl, she says, the pettiest thing I did was tell my baby daddy he can claim the kids on the taxes. He was too excited. And then I went and claimed them. He was big mad. (laughs) Oh, that's fucked up. (laughs) I don't know the backstory to that, but that was funny. (laughs) He's big. I like how she said he's big mad. (laughs) You remember the one about the cheese? The cheese. The one about the cheese. She said, I'm so petty that when I worked at Walmart and the customers would piss me off, I was Oh. Yeah, she goes, I would squish their cheese from the deli just so they couldn't pull it apart. <laughs> oh, squish their cheese. <laughs> I would be so tight. You know what that is? To finally, like, you get the cheese, you pull it apart, and then boom, it rips. Like, that's the worst. Ah. Or when it's, like, so, like, all squished together, you got to, like, get a knife to, like, pull it out in pieces. Ugh. That's, that takes that takes talent. It takes a lot of thought. Oh my Just god! I'm trying to see. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this one's about a Karen. Okay. This one. This one's pretty long. It's like a couple paragraphs, but it's pretty good. All right. The title of this one on Reddit is called "The Karen with the Left-Handed Bag." left-handed bag oh god yeah i was working at a tim hortons in my youth think about 19 20 years old and i prided myself on polite and courteous service i was always cheerful and tried to my best to fill orders promptly i managed this by telling myself that even the worst customer could be just a normal person on the most terrible day of their life i usually brighten people's days and saw many grumpy people leaving happier because of me until the karen came in <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I was dealing with a lunch rush, which means for several hours, people stream in as if food and drink have never existed and will never exist again. (laughs) That was just funny. That's so true, though. Like people just go into places and they're like, we'll never get this again. We got to get it today. (laughs) So so there were a lot of people to get through a lot. So under these conditions, the Karen showed herself. She was belligerent, rude, and had a truly massive order to fill. So she had like a big order. Nothing I couldn't handle. However, she had several drinks ordered. Think about eight different beverages. And she had three dozen donuts, which is fine. Nothing out of the ordinary. But 
she had to have them specifically in a certain order in the boxes. And this took, this took time as she ordered me about it. No problem. I've dealt with weirder things while working there. The line, however, was backing up while I was serving her and her true colors were starting to show as I filled her order. Then we get to check out and start to ring her up. She changes her order a third time again and wants to add four sandwiches. I say, ma'am, could we ring the drink and donuts through first until I ring you through completely? It ties up the cash register. The Karen screeches, I won't pay more taxes on my order. You won't cheat me. Oh, my God. I stare rather dumbfounded at this logic. I tried to argue with her saying, ma'am, this won't increase your taxes. It's just faster. The Karen interrupts. No, I won't be cheated. You hear me? (laughs) She's got the Karen words in like big capital letters. And I shoot a deeply apologetic glance at my coworkers who are now regretfully dealing with a crowd with one less cash register, then proceed to head to the deli to make her sandwiches as fast as I physically can so I can get back to the counter. The Karen smugly chides and reproaches me while I make her order telling me, you're making the sandwiches wrong and try several times to order me about as if I were a complete idiot. As I'm finishing my second sandwich for this woman, I am getting irritated with her attitude. I still politely inform her that I have to assemble the sandwiches in a certain order. I even have a physical chart to follow. I could get fired for not following the chart. She harumphs at me while muttering under her breath about how no one respects their elders anymore and fuck you and more angrily bitch when I am beginning the fourth sandwich. (laughs) My sunny disposition was leaving me at this point. This woman obviously had no respect for me, thinks I am incompetent, and doesn't care if she insults me. So impulsively, I came up with a plan as I finished up the fourth and final sandwich. This girl's witty. Oh, God. What what does she do? Smacking my head, I go, oh, I almost forgot. The Karen grumbles. Forgot what? I say. Well, we have a new promotional offer, and I almost forgot to ask you about it. You see... Tim Hortons has been doing ergonomic studies and has found that right-handed people and left-handed people hold bags differently. The Karen looked interested. So I continue. So with these findings, they designed ergonomic bags for their customers as promotional offer. Would you like to participate? The Karen huffed at me. Of course I want to participate. (laughs) I give my best customer service smile and say, okay, would you like a left-handed bag or a right-handed bag? The Karen looks offended. A right-handed one, of course, I say. Of course, ma'am. And duck down below the counter to quietly rummage through the completely identical bags I have. I decide to take the whole thing a step further, and I pop back up with a look of pure regret on my face. I'm so sorry, ma'am. We only have left-handed bags left. Is that okay? The Karen is upset with this turn of events, but does not wish to lose out on the promotion. Oh, fine, she says icily and grabs her order. I ring her through and watch her walk out the door with complete satisfaction in my soul. The added cherry? I hear I heard her complaining about her left-handed bag to her friend as she walked out with her order. And the confused look on the friend's face with priceless was priceless <laughs> as this woman bitched and moaned about this completely made-up problem. I never did anything like this before or since. She was a special kind of asshole. The Karen with the left-handed bag. Oh my God. That's a witty move. I think that she is. wins the, the, the petty, the petty and the wit award. That was good. Yeah. That was what, good. Like, yeah, that was pretty good. Even though it was pretty long, but. No, but I like, I like how she told her story. She's really good at it. 
Yeah, she's a good, she is a right-handed bag. <laughs> she is neither an R bag or an L bag. She's most definitely a D bag. <laughs> that was the comment. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, God, that was good. Oh, man, there's some petty people, yo. Petty buddies. Oh, man. petty. Let's see if we can, is that all you got for the listener ones? Uh, let me see. I think I may have. You said you had six and you only told three, four. That's the Walmart one. Oh, when my boyfriend cheated on me, I was so mad. I made sure that I was 30 minutes late every day picking him up from work. I did that for a year until I finally left. Oh, okay. My husband was recently petty at work. Okay. This guy says the most pettiest thing I ever done, I've ever done was when I found out my ex-girlfriend was cheating on me. I hooked up with her best friend. I was young. Don't judge me. Oh my God. I thought he was going to say, I found out my girlfriend was, was arriving 30 minutes late every day to work. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been perfect. I've been like, Hey, I know who that is. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all I got. That's oh. all I got. Yeah. People, we want to hear your petty right, stories. So Please we'll, send them we'll in. We'll do one last. I know. I, th- I think I just boosted that that question too. Oh, you did? Okay. On our, on our uh, Instagram, I boosted it. See if we can get more people to follow us. So oh, this cool. one, this one is called ongoing pettiness over a misspelled name. Oh, goodness. So disclaimer, names and small details change for anonymity. Anonymity. <laughs> Okay, Nemo. <laughs> and an enemy. Anna, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to get it. Anonymity. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Anonymity. Anonymity. Yes. Anonymity. Yes. Anonymity. Wait. How do you use For anonymous purposes. There you go. <laughs> this is only a small ongoing act of pettiness from which I derive an equally small amount of joy. Okay. I like that. I have a dog. His name is Oscar spelled O-S-C-A-R like the baloney. And he's <laughs> been, <laughs> he's been around. I added the baloney part. Oh, <laughs> I added that. And he's been around for over five years. I've written emails, Facebook posts, messages, texts in reference to him. But to this day, one of my relatives has insisted on misspelling his name, both privately and publicly. They spell it incorrectly in emails, on social media, and even on Christmas cards. I've oh, never goodness. brought it up directly for a few reasons. One, it doesn't change the pronunciation pronunci- pronunciation <laughs> of the name. Think Oscar instead of Oscar, so with a K instead of a C. Two, as frustrating as it is, it's just it's such a silly thing to make a big deal out of. I wouldn't make a big deal out of it, but they might. Three, I've tried replying to those comments by repeating the correct spelling. Oscar does like X, Y, Z, blah, 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 right? Hoping to emphasize that they didn't spell his name correctly without publicly shaming them for it, but it appears to fall on deaf ears slash blind eyes. (laughs) Okay. The first few times, uh, four, the first few times I thought it was an honest mistake, but now it's been several years and I feel like I've waited too long to say anything. (laughs) Oh, goodness. A year ago, said relative was blessed with a grandbaby whose name has an unusual spelling. Their name is <laughs> their name is Alex, but it's spelled A-L-Y-X. 
Being the petty a-hole. Okay. Yeah. Being the petty a-hole that I am, I have spent the last year spelling it Alex, (laughs) A-L-E-X, whenever I'm talking to that specific relative. I'll spell it properly when talking to the other relatives, including the baby's mum. So I think this person is from like England because they wrote mum. <laughs> Part of me was hoping that they would make the connection between mine and their blender, but it's been a year and nothing's changed. So they're just like passive aggressively just doing this back and forth to each other. Oh my God. <laughs> First of all, it is a dog. That's a bit strange. Yeah. And second, why wouldn't you just be like, hey, stop spelling it with a K, you weirdo. <laughs> so funny some people are just like they don't like confrontation they like to do things like that me i'm very blunt it's gotten me into trouble sometimes but it's gotten me out of out of trouble so oh here's here's a, a petty revenge on a mother-in-law Ooh. oh i love a good mother-in-law because i fucking my mother-in-law's a bitch it's <laughs> <laughs> we don't speak to her anymore to include my husband i don't think he's talked to her in forever This one's called, my mother-in-law drove me insane, but let's make sure she can't drive. Oh, God. When I met my now wife, I had lived out of home for 10 plus years and I was fiercely independent. However, my wife at the time, she was 26, had never lived out of home and ran everything in her life by her mother. This mix was not good between my future mother-in-law and I. We regularly fought. The mother-in-law would coach my wife into how to manipulate me into things when she was over at her place visiting three nights per week. Oh, goodness. One time when my wife was over visiting her, she ambushed her by taking her to the shop where I got her engagement ring. She went through the whole process to, to trade it in for an upgraded ring because she told her it wasn't good enough for her. Oh, my God. Following this, she drove her home to our place and waited out the front with a book. She was waiting to see how her coaching would go on, how to convince me. Yeah. During this argument with my wife, I learned she was waiting out the front. Oh, he he accidentally wrote waiting twice. I learned she was waiting out front. So I went and told her to fuck off. (laughs) That felt like a win. (laughs) She, She always played the innocence card and denied everything. But my wife is a terrible liar and always told the truth about what really happened. The mother-in-law also had terrible vision and refused to get vision testing for fear her license would be revoked. She had been in one or two. Yeah. She had been in one or two accidents in the past few years at the time. Once I learned this, I thought this was a perfect way to get some petty revenge on her. Maybe this would lead to less ambushes for my wife and less visits from her for me. I found the correct government department email address to send a confidential report that I thought she needed retesting and a medical review due to poor vision. <laughs> this also felt great. Never did find out if anything came of it. And I cer- certainly never told my wife about this either. Uh, she did an edit for grammar edit two. Oh shit. All right. So he edited it first time for grammar. And then the edit two said, thanks for the wise words. Everyone in the comments wants to give him wise words. But don't worry too much. The mother-in-law, the mother-in-law's no longer with us. There was a non-COVID health issue at the start of the pandemic. Things have changed a lot. There is only two of us now in this relationship, and it's much nicer. It's oh shit. Oh my fucking god. I didn't read that part. I didn't read the edit part. Oh no. 
kids are on the cards, but we are deciding together. I wasn't allowed to have a relationship with her brothers or my father-in-law either previously, but now I'm regularly catching up with them and hanging out. They're cool. Life is very different. I felt guilty after she died that I disliked her so much. Maybe that's why I never posted anything like this before, but someone else's post reminded me of my experience. There's so many other stories of shit she did like this to me. His mother was fucking dead. Oh my God. May she, oh my may, God. She, may she rest in peace. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> this is one of the comments <clears throat> underneath this post. It may have felt like revenge, but what you did was actually a public service. You may have saved innocent people from injury or death. My wife and I were forced to make the same call about an aging family member with dementia. It turns out it's a common practice that nobody talks about. Don't feel guilty at all. You did the right thing with bonus vengeance. Wait, do you remember that guy at the nursing home who his wife was there? And he he used to take his car keys and he used to press it at the lock, the door. Remember we, uh, the dementia unit, like it had like the keypad. We we started picking up that he was having dementia issues. Yes, that's yes. A, I used to drive. Remember? He did. Oh he used God. to drive. That's scary. They used to scare us to no end. Like, oh my God. Didn't he eventually become a patient? Yes. He, he did, right? He eventually yeah. became a resident. Yeah. Yeah. We we saw the early signs of his dementia. Right? We did. We did. Yeah, we did. One time he came think- in with, with, with his shoes on the wrong feet. One time he came in with no shoes on. Like craziness. And we're like, oh my God, you drove here? He's like, yeah. yeah. Like, oh my God. When he, when he, uh, when he would visit her, like you could tell, mm-hmm. like at we first were- he was pretty normal. And then he was like going downhill yeah. and I was like, and oh, remember yeah. we used to feed him. We were like, here, sit down, eat. Cause we were like, I yeah, he's eating. we used to treat him like a, one of our residents. Yeah. And then, then yeah. they made him, and then they made him come more. Cause he was like, oh, okay. Yeah. We, he, he would get treated like a king when he showed up. <laughs> I know it backfired on us. <laughs> Oh man, that's, it's hard. It's, it's hard when you have like a loved one that's older, you know, you can't, yeah. It's just like, how are you going to tell you like your mom or your grandmother? Hey, I mean, well, here's the thing. Like I, I remember like before my grandma died, like she was having vascular issues prior to being diagnosed with lung cancer. Right. But I remember I went down to visit her one time when we were still living in Georgia and like, she was leaving the stove on. Oh no. Yeah. Like she would finish cooking, but like she would leave the stove on or leave the oven on or something like that. And my grandfather kind of just like brushed it off. Like, Oh, it happens all the time. And I was like, no, it doesn't. I've known (laughs) this woman my whole, I was like, I've known this woman my whole life. She's always turned the burners off and turned the oven off. Like I was getting a little concerned about her memory. And then my mom was saying like, Oh, she's repeating stories and stuff like that. And I was like, in my mind now too, I'm like, my mom repeats stories all the time. But she does it because she's so busy. She forgets who she told what to. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, I get it told like the same story three times. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so she's just funny. But I do the same thing. Oh, that's our That's petty revenge. I hope you guys like this segment. Yeah, I like it. Because I think it's stories. fun. I think it's a fun way to like cap the end of the episode, too. It's like, okay, you know, you're coming to the end of the episode. Yeah. That is our Petty Betty stories. Send in your stories, guys. As always, we will keep you anonymous. We don't want to tell your business like that, but we want to enjoy your stories. And I'm trying to think if I have any. I don't think I've ever been petty. I don't know. I mean, I told that story when I I took all the groceries. I don't know either. 
Um, I mean, yeah, there, I, yeah, I don't know if I've ever been. There's some stories that I can't say on here. <laughs> ah, you could tell me later. <laughs> yeah. But um, oh lord! All right. Well, I think that's pretty much coming to a natural pause here. So I think we'll probably wrap it up. What do you think? Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. This is the part where we say bye. bye.